Um, so as Iona said, I'm Lydia and I'm part of the United Church here. Um, so tonight we're going to be looking at Daniel chapter 2. Um, but first I thought it would be worth having a quick recap of last, last time where we looked at Daniel chapter 1. So we heard how, following the destruction of Judah by the Babylonians, Daniel and some of his fellow Jews were chosen to be trained in King Nebuchadnezzar's service. Daniel and Kate requested not to eat the palace food and wine, but instead just to be given vegetables and water. God honoured this decision and was faithful to them. At the end of the time of training, Daniel and Kate would be were found to be the best of the group in the training. So now on to chapter 2, which I'm going to give a summary for us now. King Nebuchadnezzar has a dream which troubles him so much he cannot sleep. He summons all the magicians in the land and asks them to tell him the dream and its interpretation. They are adamant that this is too difficult and can only be revealed by the gods and ask King Nebuchadnezzar to first tell them what the dream was in order that they can interpret it. However, King Nebuchadnezzar is determined that they do what he's asked and threatens that if no one does, they will all be executed. When Daniel hears this, he asks the king for extra time, which is granted to him. Daniel and his friends pray to God. He reveals the dream to Daniel in a vision that night. Daniel's response to this is to praise God. The next day, Daniel is allowed to go into the king, and, having made it clear that it is God that has revealed it to him, tells the king about the dream and gives an interpretation. Upon hearing all this, Nebuchadnezzar <coughs> worships Daniel, but he also acknowledges God's part in revealing the mystery of his dream. Daniel and his friends are given great honour and appointed rulers over Babylon. So now we've had a summary of the chapter, I'm going to hand over to Fungi, who's going to share a bit with us about dreams and visions. <coughs> Thank you, Olivia. We decided not to read Daniel too. Um, I mean, read it, but read it out because it's like long. <laughs> <laughs> I want to speak about dreams and visions, and they fe they feature heavily in Daniel too. Um, but especially throughout the book of Daniel. Uh, Daniel 2 concentrates especially on dreams. Now there are two dreams that are in Daniel 2. It's the king's dream, Nebuchadnezzar's dream, and then Daniel's dream of Nebuchadnezzar's dream and its interpretation. So God speaks to us through different avenues, as we all know, through his word, his written word, his spoken word, um, like a prophetic word from an individual, his audible voice, which you may not have experienced, but very grand if you get that. And through animals, if you're really not listening to him, you might cause an animal to listen. Like uh, in the case of Balaam with the donkey, when the donkey decided to <coughs> tell him what was going on. And through angels as well. And God also speaks to us through dreams and through visions. Now dreams or hearing from God in dreams is for us as believers. It's not something that's foreign, but it's for us as the children of God. When the disciples and those who received the Holy Spirit on the day of Pentecost spilt out into the streets, Peter preached the first sermon ever fully preached after receiving the Holy Spirit. And he preached saying, this is what was spoken of by the prophet Joel, and it shall come to pass in the last days. 
says God, I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. And on my servants and on my handmaidens, I will pour out in those days of my spirit, and they shall prophesy. So he speaks of pouring out dreams, that we shall dream dreams, and young men shall see visions. But it doesn't mean it's just for men, literally. But it's for us, for all of us, as children of God who have received this spirit. So God speaking to us through dreams is not an Old Testament concept, but it's a reality for us who are spirit-filled and who are children of God. And yet God will also speak to those who don't believe in him and who don't know him. He will speak to them in dreams as well. There are many testimonies of people who have received dreams and visions from God and yet they knew nothing of him. My sister who's a mental health nurse had um, a work colleague who was not a believer at all and actually ascribed to a different religion. And um, she started having all of these dreams. She would see like words just written out in front of her and she'd have dreams where words kept on coming to her and she was so troubled being in mental health, she thought she was losing her mind. And so she, she opened up to my sister and told her what was going on. And my sister said, oh my goodness, do you know those words are actually in the Bible? And it turned out God was giving her scriptures. And that's what turned her to read in the word of God and to seek in him. So God does use that as an avenue to bring us closer to him. Daniel's ability to know dreams and interpret them came as a surprise to the king. Yet in Daniel 1, we are told, that God had given Daniel and his friends knowledge and skill in all learning and wisdom, and Daniel had understanding in all visions and dreams. So it shouldn't have been a surprise to the king that he was able to interpret it. And in all matters of wisdom and understanding, the king found that Daniel and his friends were 10 times better than all the magicians and all the astrologers in his realm. And this was a large and vast realm because Nebuchadnezzar had conquered a large region. So even though Daniel and his friends were ten times better, when the king had his dreams, they were not the first people he thought to call upon. He called upon his usual guys, the magicians and the astrologers, the Chaldeans, all of those people who were ten times less or ten times inferior to Daniel in terms of what they knew and what they understood. And Daniel and his friends were overlooked. We don't know why, maybe it was because they were children of captivity, maybe it was because they were not a part of the Babylonian community and that they were not born in it, but either way they were overlooked. And sometimes that happens to us, that we're not the first people to be called upon as children of God, even though we have the skills and the ability to do whatever it is. And we shouldn't have to take this personally because the word tells us that we will suffer shame, we will suffer persecution for his name's sake. And sometimes that's why we're not recognized or called upon in certain instances. Now the astrologers could not tell the king his dreams and in his anger and wrath, he decreed that all of them should be put to death. So Daniel and his friends were going to suffer for something that was not necessarily their fault. But Daniel answered with wisdom when the king's man came to take him. He didn't resign himself to his fate. 
And even as children of God, we shouldn't be the idols. As children of the Father, we shouldn't resign ourselves to any fate that comes along. But we should look to God and we should answer with counsel and wisdom. So Daniel went to his friends and then he told them what the situation was and they decided to pray about it and seek God for an answer. Now the answer came in a night vision. A night vision is usually a dream. Um, an open vision is a vision with your eyes open. A uh, closed vision is a vision with your eyes closed, but you're not sleeping. So there's the difference. But how often do we actually pay attention to our own dreams? Sometimes we think it's down to maybe what we ate. Cheese is considered the main culprit. I don't know why. Um, or maybe it's what you watched on telly, especially if we watch horror movies. Maybe they play around a bit more in our head. And sometimes it's just our minds turning over the events of the day. But God does speak to us clearly through dreams. And we should be aware when we have had a significant dream. Now, I had a dream one day, um, and I didn't think much upon it until somebody, somebody said something to me, and then I remembered it. Um, I've always wanted to learn how to quilt, but I've never taken it seriously. And then I had a dream where I was with my older sister, and in the dream, she was buying a sewing machine for me from Aldi from 1999. Now, if you know the price of a sewing machine, you know you will not get one from 1999, not even in Aldi. So for me, this really stood out, but I forgot it until a lady who I only met once and spoke to once gave me a book on quilting through a friend of mine. And I thought, wow, okay. Then I remembered, and I spoke to my sister about it. And she then connected me with like a creative group at her church, and they do quilting as well. So I was like, oh, you have a plan. So that was, for me, a very significant dream, considering quilting was something I hadn't been thinking about at the time. So we need to pay attention to our dreams and see what God is saying, and also understand what the dream means. It's not every dream that is relevant, but we should know when God has spoken to us. Proverbs 25 verse 2 says, It is the glory of God to conceal a thing, but the honor of kings is to search out a matter. So Nebuchadnezzar was clearly troubled by his dream because he knew he should know what his dream was. And two, he knew that it was significant, but he didn't know how to interpret it. Pharaoh in Genesis was the same. He woke up troubled by a dream. And Joseph was the one who interpreted it. In Nebuchadnezzar's case, none of the magicians or astrologers could tell the king what he had dreamt. And they told him that there was no man upon the earth who could do what he was asking for, but there was a man who was able to, and that was Daniel. You could be the Daniel in your workplace. You could be the Daniel in your family. You could be the Daniel amongst your friends who is able to understand dreams, who is able to interpret them, who is able to give a word of encouragement, a word of wisdom, a word of knowledge through the understanding of a person's dream. What if your boss comes to you troubled by a dream and you are the key person who is able to give him that interpretation and it leads to your promotion? That would be fantastic. <laughs> what if the situations that are occurring in the world today are revealed to us in dreams and we intercede and we pray 
and change takes place. We have more power in our hands as the children of God than we actually think. I will now hand over to Lydia, who will tell us what the dream actually meant. Situations for us to be praying into, 
but knowing God's sovereignty gives us a different perspective to the rest of the world around us. So, in summary, God speaking through dreams and their interpretation is something we see in both the Old and New Testament. As children of God, this is something we should expect God to continue to do in us today. If we're open to this, the impact could be huge. We have the power to speak into the lives of individuals and the wider world around us, to change ourselves and learn more about.